Hey everyone, welcome to episode 28 of Brewer Magazine, the podcast. I'm your host and the publisher of Brewer Magazine, Tyler Montgomery. In this episode, we head up to Wisconsin and kick off with one of my favorite musicians of all time, Bon Iver, with the song Hallucine from the album Bon Iver. I know he's in or from Eau Claire, but our brewery here is from Sheboygan. It was just an excuse to use a Wisconsin-based artist, and I'm really excited we got to do that. But I'm also excited because we get to do an interview with someone that, a brewery that reminds me and takes me back to the past of where we were with Brewer four years ago. Four years ago, I got to catch up with Grant Polly, the owner of Three Sheeps Brewing in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Got to talk to him a little bit about where they are, where they've been, where they came from, the launch, everything like that. In this interview, our editor, John Seacott, catches up with Grant. They're celebrating their sixth year this year. And he talks to him about the growth, you know, what they've done in the last, you know, four to five years, what's helped with their rebrands, what's helped with their, um, you know, brand launches and, you know, everything that they're trying to do to uh, get to a whole nother level. You know, Wisconsin, uh, everybody in Wisconsin loves beer. I don't think age even applies in that state. I'm just kidding. But, you know, everybody knows Wisconsin is a beer state, if not the beer state. And there's so much great beer up there. And to be competitive, uh, Grant talks about what they've done and where they are now, where they're going. But I hope you really enjoy this interview. It's a really great one. I hope you can take a lot from it. Uh, so grab you a cold one, kick back, and uh, enjoy this interview with our editor, John Seacott, and founder of Three Sheeps Brewing, Grant Polly. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers. We had our first big party at the tap room about a year and a half ago, and uh, it was incredible. People came in from all over um, Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, and you know, everyone was so excited. You know, we were everyone was just enjoying the beer, and I was just kind of standing back and looking over everything and realizing just how far we've come in the past five years at that point. And it was interesting because it just it kind of hit us that you know who we were from a liquid standpoint just didn't match our branding anymore. Um, you know, we've really evolved, I think, a long way from when we first started the brewery, and uh, we wanted the packaging to kind of catch up to that and um, be more online. So it was a really fun project. We um, kind of just started from scratch of, you know, who are we? And you got to have some really good long sessions of that, and, you know, what's important to us? What do we want this brewery to be about? And, you know, the first thing we came up with was our, our new slogan, you know, Brewed Hard Science. And, you know, everything we do, every decision we make boils down to that idea of, you know, brewing... Um, with hard of, you know, trying to push boundaries and be creative, but then also the science side of, you know, doing it well and making sure that it's repeatable and there's re- reason and thought behind it. And from there, that just kind of took on a life of its own and, you know, went into the new logo and labels and, um, you know, trying to make sure that now all of our packaging represents the beer that's inside. So when you're looking on the shelf and you, you know, look at the water slides, the cashmere hammer, you're going to get to kind of see what you might experience when you drink that beer. Um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm really glad it's over. It was a lot of work, but it was really cool to get to go through. The one aspect that whenever I hand someone uh, a bottle of your beer is the label. Uh, how did you come up with uh, finding that label, the, the kind of the, the coarseness of it and things like that? I think it's very unique, um, and it really does. If someone grabs a bottle, they're going to remember where it's coming from. Yeah, uh, this one I have to give credit to our label maker for. Um, 
you know, we were, we've been talking with them and we were going through some different options and he, uh, makes this label for, I believe it's a, a shampoo, um, customer of theirs where it is this textured label. And, uh, you know, at first I was worried that it was going to be, you know, gimmicky because I didn't want to just add that for the sake of that. But what I really liked is that when he started showing some of our labels with that texture, I thought it really, you know, kind of made the labels look better, but also it just seemed to fit with our beer. Um, you know, it added a nice element to the whole thing that, uh, yeah, we we uh, we went that route, and yeah, it, it's a nice differentiation on the shelf. It sure is, and just the uh, you know, talk about the look that you guys do have now, where you kind of went, you know, with the literal three sheep uh, when you guys started, and like you said, you've matured to where you're, you know, finding each one has kind of a palette, but it's still as a family of brands. If they're all next to each other, that you know that they're all the same company. Oh, exactly. You know, originally, you know, the three sheep's name, it was never about the animal for us. You know, it was more of just trying to, you know, be lighthearted and, you know, it's a, it'll play off a three sheets of the wind. But, you know, kind of as we say, our goal, you know, we take the beer seriously, but nothing else. And naming ourselves after a, sorry, my son's in the car, you can't hear that. Uh, <laughs> naming ourselves after a uh, fluffy, grammatically incorrect animal is just a really good way to, you know, never be able to get, uh, you know, too into ourselves, too arrogant, and just make sure that we're always having fun. Um, and then it kind of took on into its own life of these these sheep and these animals, and um, it was nice to kind of pull back on that and come back to the essence of why we wanted to call ourselves three sheep. Well, how about now with canning? You had said that you guys kind of started canning, and um, well, well, obviously it seems like everyone's getting into this because they're finally realizing. I think well, everyone kind of knew it was already a great high you know, vessel to be able to be in, I think costs are coming down, or at least uh, volumes of production for, for smaller breweries. Was that kind of what, you, you know, was able to, you know, greenlight it for you guys? And why why cans? And obviously, you're going into your first year, uh, full year of it. So, you know, how are things going with it so far? It's going really well. Um, you know, they, because of our nitro bottles um, and series that we have now and we're coming out with, it will always be very heavy on the bottle side because I, I really do believe that the best way to present a nitro beer is in a bottle, just from you know, stability and the way that you can pour it. Um, but you know, there are just so many places, and we have so many people asking us for cans for you know, golf courses, and going to the beach and outdoors, and it was just uh, it was such a big section where glass just doesn't work. So that's when we started to explore it and figure out well, what kind of beers we want for those uh, those environments. And you know, that's where we end up creating two new ones for the cans. Uh, Fresh Coast, our juicy pale ale at 4.8%, but you know, very full-bodied, very drinkable. Um, you know, a lot of tropical notes. And then our three sheets pills, uh, which is just a really nice, clean, easy drinking pilsner with a you know some nice character to it. Um, and then Water Slides being our flagship, we put them there as well. And you know, those three, I think, have worked really well, especially as the days will get warm, um, to give people some options to still uh, enjoy three sheets. Uh, in the outdoors and in the right places. Where does your innovation come from? You, you're in a state that has uh, such a great beer drinking consumership um, and such a history too. Is it uh, fairly easy, you know, education-wise? I don't think you have to like. You're not introducing people to beer anymore. You're well past that with the way that this is. I mean, how, how do you uh, you create your beers and, and know? what is going to be right for your audience? Um, well, really, this is where our taproom comes in now. Uh, you know, until we moved into the new facility, our test batches were done on a five-gallon scale, and we would drink them and kind of decide if we wanted to, um, 
put them out. But now with the tap room, it's great because we can do, we have a two barrel pilot system where we're trying to make something very regularly on there that uh, we'll let our uh, incredible bartenders know the details on it. And their job is to come back to us and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly feedback. And we're able, we've tweaked recipes because of it. Three Sheep's Pills is one of them that went through a few, a few iterations before we landed on this final recipe. And um, it's been a lot of fun being able to get some great customer feedback and address it that way. Tap rooms seem to become so much more important now, especially in this, these last five years. Have you seen that uh, importance and obviously being able to open one now for you guys? Uh, yeah. How important is your tap room to you? Oh, yeah, we, it's really important. You know, it's just nice to be able to connect directly with our with our customers and our friends who have been supporting of, of us for years. Um, you know, so much of our business is out of towners who are either driving, you know, through Sheboygan up to the Door County area, or just coming and seeing us um, as the final destination. That is just great to connect with these people at uh, an environment that's a you know a little bit easier than festivals, which is where we did most of our connection, but. Yeah, you know, when we're pouring beer to you know, a couple thousand people, it's really tough to have a conversation. And the tap room allows us to do that. And, you know, as you've grown, you guys celebrated your uh, 6th anniversary recently. First off, how did that go? And, uh, you know, what what was the celebration like, just, you know, being able to get to this point and uh, look back over these last six years? It, it was a blast. Um, you know, it, it's such a fun culmination for, for all of us, you know, all, uh, it's an all-hands-on-deck day where everyone in the brewery, no matter what they're up to, um, we're there working together. And uh, it's just it's really fun. And it's one of those few times where you actually kind of stop and take a step back and um, realize what we've been able to put together. Um, you know, we have so many people come out from all over the place um, to enjoy the beers. But uh, you know, not just that, but just to kind of be part of a huge celebration. And for Sheboygan, it was great. You know, we, we estimated we had about 2,500 people at the tap room that day and um you know they did a lot for Sheboygan as well you know filled up our hotels um you know a lot of meals out a lot of restaurants um benefited from it and it was cool just to bring that to Sheboygan what's it like being a veteran uh, in, in a beer industry now I mean you, the growth you've seen since you guys have opened uh has really you know when it comes to a number of breweries you guys are in the middle now uh you know there's so many new breweries behind you I'm sure you get you know, yeah, it's really as a leader. Yeah, it's really funny to have someone come up to us and kind of talk to us like we're one of the, the experienced veterans in the state now because I still don't feel that way, um, being only six years. But yeah, with all these great new upstarts, um, it's fun seeing where it's going, and uh, and there's so much good beer coming out of these new breweries, which is impressive. Yeah, I think I think people are starting to appreciate that you, know, you can't really start a brewery anymore and have your first few batches be bad because there's just so many options that you're not going to get a second chance. So, um, you know, these guys and gals are just really taking their time coming out with really great and innovative beer. And, um, I think just making our beer culture better, helping to elevate it and, you know, create that expectation that, you know, you can find a great beer anywhere. How does that push you though, as a brewery that now you have people nipping at your heels? Cause it is a, I mean, all the co-op, you know, co-opetition is, is, is the word that I hear. <laughs> I like that. I haven't heard that before. Uh, yeah, cooperation is a very good word for it because I think we're still at a point that, you know, the beer, the general craft beer consumer, he, he doesn't just drink one brand. You know, they they like to have something from every brewery. So I think we're still at a place where, you know, anytime we can get someone to have a beer that's not craft, you know, bring a light beer drinker to our side, um, we're all going to still get a pint out of it. And 
you know, most of the breweries still are run by, you know, people who are passionate about beer, you know, since they're not owned by the, you know, large investment groups or big side. So we're all still on the same team and we're all still trying to do the same thing. Um, you know, another five years, who knows, my, my answer might change. But I think there's still room for a lot of this, especially when you look at the scale that people are coming in. A lot of these are small breweries that are, you know, running the small nano breweries that they're mainly, you know, tap rooms or, you know, no different than a, a bar or restaurant. That, you know, you can sustain a lot of those. It's just the, you know, the influx of the large packaging breweries that I think that's actually slowed down a bit in our state. Um, because people are realizing that that's a really crowded space and, um, you know, that's where we just have to kind of keep working hard with our partners and distributors to, you know, make sure we still have our presence. So yeah, it keeps us on our toes, but I, I think overall it's going to be better for all of us as, um, as our industry matures and becomes, uh, you know, people get accustomed to just drinking good beer. And you're, and you're a production brewery. So when you opened, uh, things were a little different. How has your business acumen changed and how has your philosophy changed and even idea of what growth for three sheets is going to be in the future? You know, it's funny. I think I throw out my business plan every six months to rewrite it based on how the market and trends have changed in, in this industry. It, it's in such flux right now um, that, you know, we, we're we still focused on, you know, a couple of things. One, we want to make sure that people know that if they pick up any Three Chiefs brand, the beer is going to be balanced and drinkable. You know, it can have really out-there ingredients. It can have, you know, pretty unique things. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be a shock and awe beer. It's going to be something that they can drink the entire glass of and enjoy. Um, and I think that resonates with a lot of our customers and we've gained a lot of trust because of that. Um, but it also, um, you know, forces us to continue to be, um, you know, pretty, um, fluid in our, in our, you know, creation of beers and we have to be able to come up with new ideas and turn them quickly. You know, when we first opened, it was easy. We did a lot of new batches of beer every year and, you know, as we've grown, typically that, that decreases, you know, you have your flagship that you rely on and, it becomes tougher to audible and make different choices, but we've we've really um, remained focused on making sure that we still are flexible. We can come out with new beers. I, I think this year, even still, we're probably going to have new, at least five new releases, six new releases come to market, um, which I think for a brewery our size is um, is pretty good. So yeah, we we want to keep changing, keep adapting, and making sure that we are giving people what they want in, in a way that still represents who we are. And again, you guys, have, uh, everyone's pushing the boundaries different ways. Um, and the one thing that um, we talked about before we started this was the Barrel Society. Tell me a little bit about that. How you know? I think you guys limited it at 200 people. Uh, it looks like it came out around December. Um, how is how was this something that you know obviously isn't for the average drinker that's just you know pop it in. These are people that are dedicated to the Three Sheeps brand. Uh, what what made you want to do it, and how are things going with it? Yeah, it, it's something that uh, has been on our mind for a while, and you know, we just never had the capacity or ability with our old facility. Or you know, now that we're um, now that we have all this room for barrel aging, and just you know, more, a little more time, you know, we, we thought it was about time to do it. And you know, this model always intrigued me because it you know people kind of having faith in us that we're going to make you know some really nice barrel aged beers. And helping to, uh, you know, with the prepayment model, it helps us to afford some really funky and big ingredients that you know, we might not normally be able to do under a, a regular circumstance. So it, it, it allowed us to get creative right off the bat, lay out a great plan for a year's worth of barrel age releases, and, um, yeah, and put something special together that we probably couldn't do otherwise. 
so yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think our members have been really happy with the releases we've had thus far. And uh, I hope we can kind of keep growing this program a little bit every year to allow more people to get into it. Cool. Well, and the other thing that we had talked about, uh, different types of collaborations, and it doesn't always mean working with another brewery. Tell us about your uh, trip to Chicago. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we love brewery collaborations, but there's always just something fun when you can pull outside of the industry and work with someone who's an expert in a field that, you know, we're not very familiar with. We recently got to do one with uh, Catherine Ann Chocolates out of Chicago, um, a kind of gourmet truffle maker, and um, it was awesome. Uh, what we ended up doing was kind of tying in our wolf release and doing a special beer with uh, with her. It was a uh, wolf variant with raspberries and coffee. And the wolf is our, it's our bourbon-based imperial stout, so there was a lot going on in this beer, and we thought it would be really cool to have her deconstructed in the truffle form. So one truffle was raspberries, one truffle was bourbon, and one truffle was coffee. Um, and we did this at a nice event in Chicago where people were given the beer along with each truffle. And, you know, of course, as you're, you know, it's like any pairing, as you're taking a bite of each truffle, you're going to pull out different flavors from the beer. And it was just, it was a lot of fun um, to work with someone who I didn't realize how kindred she was in, you know, how she liked to craft her ingredients, what, you know, the fresh, how important fresh ingredients were to her, which is very similar to what, what we try to always do. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, that's really what we're looking for in a good collaboration. How does that come across? How did that come together? Uh, it was connected from a friend of a friend. Um, he, um, he admits that he frequents that shop far too often and he broached the idea with her and she really liked the concept. So once, you know, we both kind of started talking to each other and, um, you know, not, I wouldn't say dubious, but, you know, we were just kind of feeling off the locker. And the more we talked, we realized that this was going to be a really cool relationship that we could have now and, and hopefully continue to do things in the future. Very nice. And now tell me a little bit about your market again. I know we had, in the past we've talked, you guys had worked to, into, what, northern Illinois uh, and some of Minnesota, correct? Is that pretty much your territory with Wisconsin? Correct, yep. Yeah, and with uh, you know, we were we were debating if we wanted to kind of expand that a little bit more this year, but with our growth right now, uh, we're going to sit tight. You know, we're, we're growing almost, I think we're up over 50% thus far this year over last, which uh, exceeded what we were hoping for. And we just want to make sure that we can always take care of the markets that we're in and you know, never pull a Krispy Kreme as the, the business model. I always um, That always scares me at night. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to hunker here for this year and see where things end up in the fall and decide what we might want to do next year.